All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the very first episode Ink of Deals. Ink Deals. <laughs> you like that too much. I love it. Uh, my name is Brandon. I'm here with my buddy Max, a realtor, and myself as a loan officer by profession. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, I've known, known you for, maybe we've been around, say, 20 years almost. It's been a long time, man. I don't think we knew each other in middle school, but then through high school and through parties and through social events and different women we dated and things of that nature, here we are in the same realm, the same industry, you know, tag team in the world and trying to take over, right? Yeah, that's a, that's a good way to sum it up. Um, yeah, we both got into uh, the real estate world kind of around the same time, in like mid to late 20s. Yeah. Uh, now we're some, some old men around 35. <laughs> Yeah, so, we still have all our hair. We still have, you know, a decent physique, and here we are trying to make ends meet. We'll have right? all our hair. Yeah, man. Um, you know, I, personally, I got started because I was a personal trainer at a gym. Okay. Um, you know, and then there was actually another single dad at the time that, like, worked out every day. And nice. we got to talking one day, and he's like, hey, you ever thought about doing the mortgage industry? I was like, no. <laughs> never has crossed my mind once yeah. in my okay. 23 okay. or 24 years of life. Yeah. Um, but actually, you know, he's a great dude and he, he got me completely hooked. I went home and like researched it. He's like, you can make way more money doing this than personal yeah. training. Yeah. Although, you know, there's, there's some personal trainers that do pretty well, but, yeah. um, so the next day I called him, I was like, all right, so what do I need to do? And he pretty much showed me the ropes and like taught me, but I don't think I've ever heard how you got into it. Um, like all of a sudden, you, you know, you just started selling a ton of homes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was kind of an interesting journey for me, man. Initially, I didn't want the nine to five bullshit. I didn't want to be tied down to a desk. I didn't want to be told what to do. I wanted to be my own boss, my own entrepreneur, my own spirit, however you want to phrase it. And I know specifically, I remember the exact point in time when I knew that I was supposed to be in some facet of real estate. I was actually, because I you know, grew up racing motocross, and I was with my buddy, and we were out on a trip, and he had his computer with him, and he was like, you know, answering some emails, sending out some offer, which I didn't know what that was at the time, and I literally was like, what are you doing, man? Like, we're about to go for a ride, and he's like, I have to just get this offer out right now, and then we're going to open escrow tomorrow. I was like, I don't know what escrow is. I don't know what the offer is. And all I knew is, well, how much money are you going to make? He's like, 20 grand. I was like, sweet. <laughs> so you're making money while we're at the motocross track. I was like, done. Where do I sign up? And so I think from there, it was kind of a, you know, unique journey in regards to, you know, it's basically feast or famine, right? There's no threshold. There's, you know, no cap. There's no anything essentially that holds you back from being ultra successful. Except yourself. Exactly. Except yeah. yourself. And when you're your own boss and you're, you know, self-employed, you have to hold accountability for everything that you do. So for me, that was a huge thing to kind of help push me to be just a stronger, better, more cutthroat version of myself. <laughs> so yeah, you know, got my first deal signed when I didn't have my license. My buddy had his license. We were partners. He had to be in the mission. Uh, allegedly. Allegedly. You allegedly. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's neither here nor there. <laughs> but nonetheless, you know, he had to be in the appointment with me. Uh, we had to get the deal signed with his name on it. And my name is like a co-listing agent or whatever. Yeah. And then two weeks later, I got my license. First sale is 1.83 million and, you know, it's off the races from there. So you kind of, you don't look back when you hit the ground running as hard as I did because what's the point? I don't want to yeah. go backwards in life. Do you? No. 
What's the reverse? Exactly, right? First sale, $1.83 million. Yeah. Wow. It's a beautiful payday, man. You know, coming from some shitbox nine to five, I think I was building pools or something at the time, and I met the client because I was working on their pool, and their son raced motocross, and I raced motocross, and next thing you knew, she wanted to work with me. So Interesting. Interesting. It's all about just talking. To you could have become smile. a pool boy. I mean, yeah. I could see it. Yeah, pool boys are good looking. Yeah. And, you know, don't make any money. But what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> kind of also your clientele, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, man, it, it really just comes down to networking, just being yourself and kind of not holding anything back. You yeah. Know? You're like a networking beast. That's really all. I mean, it's like I said, feast or famine, man. Yeah. If I'm not at the country club, if I'm not at the freaking <laughs> motocross track, if I'm not, you know, in here doing podcasts, like no one's going to hear me or my agenda or, you know, how I can help them. This is true. So this is true. That's really what we can do, man. No, I hear you on that. So. I hear you. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, for those that are just listening, they didn't get to see your like, what was that the Instagram post of playing around with you, playing around a golf at your new country club? <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, you know, to speak in regards to that, I am not a good golfer. I have a very bad back. It's hereditary. It's fused. It's completely messed up. So golf is not my forte. Oh, I feel way but... better about going golfing with you now. Oh, you do? Oh, yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, I've never golfed, but besides the driving range. Oh, okay. And I vividly remember when I was probably like my son's age or younger, so okay. 13, 12, yeah. uh, I went to the driving range and hit the ball beautifully. Only problem was club also <laughs> went like you're one of those guys. Hey, you're one of those down. guys. And then I was like, "Yeah, Dad, I I don't think I want to golf." Like the <laughs> the amount of sheer embarrassment that came over me, I was like, "Yeah, this isn't isn't for me." It's wild, man. I mean, at the end of the day, you just do those types of things for networking, and you know that's essentially how you create a clientele base. Yeah. So, you know, what I mean, with that being said, I know you know we kind of wanted to go over our journey, how we got into real estate and into lending, and then kind of some of the bigger deals that we've done or some of the unique deals that we've done. So, you know, for you, what's a deal that you got into that had so many moving pieces, you didn't think you'd get it done, but then you did? I have one, and I still remember it, because it was probably, at this point, I don't know, seven years ago, something like that. And it was, it was a refinance. It wasn't even a purchase, but it was uh, the story of the guy and his family and everything. Um, it was an ugly one, okay. but it, it turned out more beautiful as it went on. So he, was, he, he worked um, a very high security like government job, made great nice. money, but his f- poor family, like him as the sole breadwinner, and I think at the time his wife had leukemia, I think he had a daughter that also came down with some critical condition. And then he had like two other kids. And so he had just accumulated a ton of debt because he was doing, you know, they were doing everything they could to really find cures, treatments, medical bills, like all kinds of stuff. And the first time I talked to this guy, like it was probably a two hour conversation. We connected really well and we're just going through all these scenarios. And I didn't know if I was going to help him because his credit score was, was bad. Um, just because life happened to him, you know, yeah. like real fast. This is all like dominoes, boom, 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 like two or three different things. I think he also had a parent that passed away and just all this stuff. And um, we were actually able to get 
I did two or three transactions over the wow. span of okay. a year and a half or so. Yeah. Um, essentially just debt consolidations. But like each time, that first time we, we did a debt consolidation, it was a horrible, like no FICO, FHA. So <laughs> in a nutshell and for sake of time and sake of argument, I mean, what do you think was like the two biggest things that you had to overcome in that transaction to get it done? Um, I had to ignore my managers Sweet. who told me not to do the deal. <laughs> nice. So that was, that was a big one. on your own. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So, I mean, I, I brought that thing in, and they were like, you should not do this. And I was like, "There's after talking to this guy, there's no way I'm yeah. not doing my best to at least try. Okay. And then um, fighting with processors and underwriters to get it done. Okay. You know, I was I was doing everything I could, like... If they can't yeah. do one thing, it's like, oh, I got this guideline, says this, and I'm shooting it over to them and just going back and forth. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty much a bunch of people telling you, no, you can't do it, and, and eventually getting it done. And then the, the subsequent ones got easier, but overall, I think he ended up saving, like, his monthly cash flow changed by thousands of dollars, yeah. just being able so, to... So, to all our two or three listeners out there, would it be fair to say <laughs> that thinking you can get into real estate or lending and make a massive amount of money extremely quickly with little to no perseverance or chaos is a true statement. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know I personally, mean, I hear that a lot from people, from my followers, from, you know, people I've mentored. They're like, well, hey, man, you did so much so quickly. Like, I should get into real estate. You know, I want to be a millionaire. I want to make 100 grand in a month. I want to do whatever. And then I explained to them, there is less than 1% that actually do that. And if so, they're probably on Prozac, Xanax, and 17 other things just to get through the day, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, it's same on the lending side. Um, maybe a little bit more of a technical aspect on the lending side, but you need that personality. You need that perseverance. You need to, you know, it, it really takes a lot because, you know, as you've seen now, I think there's yeah. a third of the loan officers left from like two years ago yeah. that are actually still in the industry still and, and re realtors. I mean, same kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's definitely, you know, you got to adapt and yeah. you got to develop different ways to, to get clients, yeah. help people. Um, if you're just a, a one trick pony, then, you know, you might be able to make it for the good times, but yeah. then what happens in the other time? When, you, when you're not just FHA streamlining everyone. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear you, man. I mean, it's definitely a volatile industry. And I think when it's good, it's good. And when it's bad, it's bad. And like I said before, feast or famine type mentality. Yeah. I think it's the only way to get through. Yeah. And I think, yeah. well, I think the next episode, we definitely talk about where that direction's going. Because, you know, from conspiracy theories to actual data and, you know, kind of go in the rabbit hole of where, yeah. where you think it's going, where I think it's going. See if we see if we line up. We disagree, um, but yeah, maybe maybe we save that for the next uh, next episode. I think so, man. Yeah, you want to ask me anything about you know one of my big deals or how I became a stud or anything like that? I mean, <laughs> uh, I guess if you're gonna make me, we we can uh, we can talk about because because what I've seen, you know, obviously we've done some some deals together, and I've seen you obviously do clientele work before where you know at the banks that i was with prior didn't mm -hmm. have any any access to any programs that yeah. really help you um so you you went into starting your first deal at like 1.8 and then you went into like luxury real estate 
for a while. Yeah. I mean, like 1.8 in, in South Orange County, it's a, it's a good size home. But you went into even bigger stuff. Um, yeah. So kinda, can you tell me about how that transition worked? And then now you're even looking at more you know, kind of commercial and off-market rehab, renovations. So you're adapting in your own way. Yeah. So, you know, when you start, you have to kind of roll with the punches and you take the deals that you can get. You take, you know, the money that you can get, you know, however you want to phrase it because you don't have the experience yet and you're just trying to find your rhythm per se. But then once you get to a certain point and you've done a certain amount of business, then you kind of get to pick and choose and, you know, I would essentially say pivot into whatever area or demographic of real estate you want to get into, right? So yeah. to answer your question, you know, yes, I came out of the, the fences swinging or came out of the gate swinging, but, you know, I'm no person to be afraid of doing a $200,000 deal, right? I mean, money talks, you know, I'm not afraid to make money in any way, shape or form. So, you know, I've got clients that buy $200,000 investment properties in retirement communities, and then I've got $25, $30 million clients that buy stuff in Hollywood Hills and Los Angeles. So it really just depends on what you're the most comfortable with being, you know, how I've been in doing so many different types of deals. I'm all kind of like a chameleon where I'm very multi, you know, tasking and I have the ability to kind of move around in a lot of different ways. So I prefer the bigger deals that have more structure and more kind of chaos to them is what I would say than kind of the smaller streamlined deals because they're effortless in my opinion and I don't feel like I grow because I'm not out of my comfort zone. I always like being out of my comfort zone. I yeah. always like being challenged. I yeah. always like being under fire, you know, whatever it is. Uh, and so that has helped push me to a higher level. And then to answer your question about, you know, commercial and renovations and fix and flips and stuff like that, a lot of that just starts to come with the clientele because people are always watching, right? People are out there listening to this. People are out there looking at our Instagram, whatever it might be. They want to see what you're doing and then they're going to judge you. They're going to judge the hell out of you, right? So yeah. if they see yeah. I sell a $30 million home one day and then they see I sell a $200,000 home the next day, it's going to get them thinking like, what the hell is he doing? Is this guy, you know, a bum or is this guy a millionaire? <laughs> like, you know, what he's doing here? So, yeah. and, and I like that because it gets them... And when I say them, I mean clientele, you know, referrals, things of that nature, friends, family, whatever. It gets them wanting and thinking about me and then contacting me. Well, yeah. And that it, it, it gives everyone the impression that, like, let's do a deal. I don't exactly. care what you're doing. Yeah. Let's do it. You know? Paint the you got walls something house, interesting? Paint the walls my house. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So yeah. it's, it, it's fun. I know, you know, from a commercial standpoint, that's a completely different beast the elements to it are completely different than a residential deal. Yeah. And I'm sure you could say that also from a lending standpoint. But for me, it's much more streamlined in the sense that, you know, commercial investors and commercial individuals know exactly what they want. And there's no bullshit. It's like my mother's father's brother's sister's aunt doesn't need to see the property because the numbers make sense on the spreadsheet. Let's make the offer. Let's sell the property and move forward. Yeah. So that makes it more you know, fun for me personally, because I have a background in construction, engineering, all that good stuff. So it's kind of second nature. And, you know, as the market changes, you, like I mentioned before, you have to just pivot. You yeah. can't just roll with the same garbage that's falling apart and hope to make it. You've got to transition to something else. So, well, you've transitioned. 
Transitioned a few times. Doing something, man. Yeah. Got to keep the lights on, pay the bills, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it'll be interesting to see uh, see what comes next, for sure, for yeah. both of us. But, yeah, I mean, I'm doing some, working on some different deals myself, out of the box. Um, you know, you got to do what you got to do in these, these kind of times. And now that I'm at a place where I can supply those kind of programs, I'm super yeah. eager to, to learn them, you know, and become a yeah. master. Yeah, so. and I know... You know, for listeners out there, our goal of this podcast is to not only educate and answer, you know, standard questions that we may find online or we may have viewers, you know, type in or whatever it is, but we want to educate people on the market, whether it's real estate, commercial, lending perspective. And then we also want to give, you know, updates in regards to what's going on in the world. So whether it's, you know, top picks for the week or whether it's who's going to win Monday Night Football, you know, we, we want to know your guys' opinion and we want to kind of help you get there because. A lot of our job is to be, you know, multifaceted and be involved in so many different things that, you know, it's kind of like we can help you make bets too, you know? And we're not afraid to disagree. Right, that is 100%. <laughs> yeah, we love debating with you. You know, what do you have for us? Yeah. Talk it down. Well, no, I mean, I'm, I'm not afraid to disagree with you. I hope you disagree with me. If you just didn't disagree with me, what the hell would we be talking about? <laughs> I don't know. You'd be perfect. Yeah, exactly. We don't want that. There's too many perfect real estate agents out there. Oh, they yeah. try to be. So... Yeah, let's dive into this market <laughs> next week. Next week, I want to. Yeah, we'll give you guys some updates and let you know if it's a good time to buy or sell, and then you know, start talking about investments and how you can make your money make money for you. That I like that. Line? Yeah, that's a good line. line. Yeah. yeah that's good stuff. <laughs> All right. Cheers, everyone. Have a good evening. <laughs>